0: of the PFF NFL Daily today discussing rookies it's the preseason the best part about preseason is watching the rookies it's our first shot to see these guys in an NFL uniform so Sam and I are going to break down the rookies that we want to see the most here during the preseason I'll let you get started Sam you're writing the article
1: over at pff.com who you most looking forward to see this preseason Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that obviously were starters the second they had their name called on draft day. Um, And I'm not that interested in those guys because we know we're going to see plenty of them during the regular season. You know, the likes of Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, um, Kyle Pitts. We know those guys are going to be playing a ton. They're going to be starters. They're going to be important. And we're going to get to see loads of them. The ones that I'm interested in are the guys that can actually change their role in the regular season by having a really strong preseason. And... I think you can still stay with quarterbacks there, but it becomes Justin Fields and Trey Lance are the two guys because the both coaches have essentially committed to the old incumbent starter as the week 1 player, but the time scale, the the timetable for the rookie to come in I think is a movable thing, and if those guys ball out in the preseason, I think that changes that time scale. So if Justin Fields shows that he can be on the field and dominating In preseason, I think it's going to be pretty hard for the Bears to keep Andy Dalton installed as the starter. And then similarly with Trey Lance, like the idea that Trey Lance needs to sit and learn behind Jimmy Garoppolo for a while. If he goes out there and lights up preseason, I think that changes that entire equation. And at that point, there's very little reason to keep him on the bench behind Jimmy G
0: everybody likes to say, Hey, you, you can't glean anything from preseason. You don't really know, you know, 10 to 15 snaps or whatever it is. And and I agree to a point, right? I, I agree that when you step into watching a preseason game, it's not like if a guy looks great for 15 snaps, it immediately means he's going to be great for his career. But I think quarterback, especially if a guy looks out of place, you can see it. And that matters, right? With The guys that we've seen who show up for the preseason and look overwhelmed. I'm talking like Jared Goff as a rookie, just looked overwhelmed and not ready. And by contrast, that particular season, Dak Prescott looked ready. Uh, he looked just comfortable. He just you know sat in the pocket, made throws, made plays under pressure, was excellent in the preseason. Daniel Jones had a really good, uh, not as good as the stats showed, but just a really good preseason where he looked comfortable. I think that means a lot. And I think in in the case you're saying with Justin Fields with Trey Lance or even a Mac Jones in New England, I think all of those guys uh they're they're just waiting to see we're we're waiting to see when those guys are going to become starters. We're expecting Trevor Lawrence expecting Zach Wilson, but those other three first rounders, if they look comfortable right away, they will move that timetable up and, and so that's where
1: preseason does matter, I think for those quarterbacks. And particularly, I think Chicago, because they're going to be under pressure to make that switch. Like unless Andy Dalton is phenomenal, they're going to be pressured to move to make that happen. And it feels looks fantastic in the preseason. It makes it all the more tougher to stay the course and say, no, he needs to sit and he needs to be on the bench. And and the Jimmy Garoppolo one with, with Trey Lance, like the whole narrative is just that Trey Lance isn't ready. I mean, he can't disprove that in the preseason, but he can certainly make you question it if he looks phenomenal. Like you say, it doesn't automatically mean that he's going to be fantastic in the regular season, but if he, if he lights up preseason, looks comfortable, doesn't look like he's overwhelmed, it certainly, you know, undermines the narrative that you're pushing that he isn't ready and, and can't, you know, take over the starting job right away.
0: I'm going to give you a couple third round offensive linemen because I I like to watch the trenches always. But, you know, especially in preseason, because uh, it's not the same thing as quarterback. But similarly, if a guy just looks the part and looks comfortable and uh, doesn't get destroyed on on the offensive line, they might have a shot. Third round tackle Brady Christensen tackle slash guard for the Carolina Panthers and third third round guard slash center Kendrick Green for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think both guys are important players for offensive lines that just don't look good on paper. But if Brady Christensen, whether they play him at guard or tackle, if he can come in and nail down a starting spot for the Panthers, or if Kendrick green comes in, becomes a starting center, competes for time at guard, which is less likely with Kevin Dotson and Trey Turner there. But if Kendrick green comes in plays center, that changes the course of both of those offensive lines, which on paper, look again, like, you know, one of the bottom five units each in the uh, NFL
1: yeah and exactly the same logic I would throw um Liam Liam Eichenberg in there as well, yeah. the the Notre Dame tackle um Miami people are kind of glossing over just how big a deal that Miami offensive line is, right Last season. It may have looked a little bit better, but it was because both those quarterbacks, Fitzpatrick and Tua, were getting rid of the ball as quick as any quarterback in the NFL, essentially. When Tua came in, they were also moving the pocket a bit and you know rolling him out and moving that kind of stuff, which just makes the offensive line's life a little bit easier. It makes it look like they're doing a little bit better than they did, but they graded out as the 31st pass blocking offensive line in the NFL they were 32nd as a run blocking unit they were basically as bad as it got in terms of offensive line grades and Miami did almost nothing to address that they went no there's a ton of young guys in this line we think they'll develop they'll get better next year and they might be right but Eichenberg represents essentially the only shot they took at an external guy coming in to make that line any better so if those guys didn't or don't take a big step forward, the, the people that were already in the building, Eichenberg's the only player they can bring in to, to try and upgrade, Which and it needs a significant upgrade.
0: I'm going to give you a pair of third-round defensive players as well, and I know one of these guys uh, winds up in your article. There was a whole story about the, the Eagles being a little upset that they didn't get their guy. It, 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 rumor has it that they wanted a Lim McNeil, who went 72nd overall, to the Detroit Lions, reportedly tearing it up in camp, but the Eagles did get Milton Williams at seventy-three, a guy that tore it up in college, ninety-plus grade last season, uh, you know, two hundred seventy-plus pounder, kind of a tweener, plays inside, plays outside, completely different types of players. But I think Alim McNeil as a monster nose tackle who just can move. #Hashtag fun to watch tape in college, and then Milton Williams, uh, one of just a freak athlete and production. Uh, both of those
1: guys. I want to see how they take to the NFL early on. Yeah, they're both going to be fun to watch. I think um, they're slightly different. You know, McNeil will be, I think, obviously competing to start on that defensive line and what role that looks like with at least a base 3-4 kind of look that Detroit's going to be rolling with. It's actually going to be interesting to see how all those guys fit in. Uh, Michael Brockers is supposed to be one defensive end. Um, but the rest, it's all kind of up in the air at the moment. And then Milton Williams will be shooting to make that sort of seven man rotation, you know, to be the the first body uh, off the bench on the interior after uh, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. He's not going to be starting over those two guys, but he can come in and get 400 snaps worth of like elite pass rushing kind of snaps. and give philadelphia back their strength which is in the rotation and the depth and the fact that they've got so many bodies that can just get pressure consistently yeah i
0: really like both of those guys think they will have a shot to contribute as rookies who else are you looking for or who are you looking to see here in the preseason
1: um a couple of wide receivers i think uh i, I think Diami brown has a chance to carve himself a really nice role in Washington, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the, the YOLO master of quarterback. The dude just loves heaving the ball up, relying on receivers going and making plays. Everybody's assuming that'll result in a great season from Terry McLaurin. But De'Ami Brown is kind of used to that from his college production as well. That guy had an average depth of target of like 18 and a half yards. He saw no end of YOLO balls throughout his college career. So I think he's used to that kind of role. And if Fitzpatrick gets confidence in him early... You could definitely see something pretty special. And then I'm really interested to see what kind of role Elijah Moore is going to end up carving himself for the New York Jets. Um, you know, he looked like an absolute nailed-on superstar slot receiver based on his college production. But the, the guys that liked him, including PFF's Mike Renner, think that he can play outside and be more than that. And that role is there to be taken for the jets. Like it's, it's available in that offense. They bring in Corey Davis as one starter, but if Elijah Moore is as good as the hype, he will be essentially their second receiver who moves around goes to the slot plays outside as well. I'm curious to see, you know, what he looks like when the real pads come on.
0: Yeah. Definitely want to watch Elijah Moore, you know, especially with what the, you know, the jets, they signed Corey Davis, but it's not like they're loaded at receiver. Elijah Moore has a chance to really carve out, Uh, playing time early on in that receiving core, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, your old guy. Who's not old second year player, Denzel Mims. So Mm. the jets receiving core, uh, overall, those are guys to watch. That's the other thing too. Guys like Denzel Mims second year players after maybe we didn't get to see a ton of them as rookies. It's also fun to watch those guys in the preseason. Some guys take that big step forward. You know, it's a, it's a huge time. It's not like last year. We get to actually watch these guys in preseason, Sam. Did you miss it? Did you miss it last year when we didn't get to see some of these uh, rookies early on?
1: Yeah, I think it's always fun seeing those guys. Denzel Mims, by the way, reportedly running with the third team in training camp, so it's not going well for Denzel not great. right now.
0: <laughs> not a good start, but we'll see what happens again uh, come game time. Let us know. Who do you think? Who are you looking for come preseason? It's part of the the biggest excitement watching these guys get out on the field for the first time watching those rookies the pff nfl daily